Hello and welcome to the Sherborne Voices podcast episode for Wednesday the 23rd of June 2021. My name's Sue Hill and I've got a packed episode for you today. In fact, it will be slightly longer than the previous ones we've had thus far. We've got public information announcements. We have quite a number of what's on items. We have some suggestions from Grace and her team at the library for fiction. And our main item is my interview with Anna Stiles, Sherborne Potter and writer. And that's a slightly longer interview than previous ones as well. You'll notice we have a little bit of music now and then. And this has been provided royalty-free by Jason Shaw and audioautics.com. I'd still love it if we could have a local musician provide us with a little bit for the intro and outro. Anyway, here's my interview with Anna Stiles. Hello, Anna. Thank you for joining me on Sherborne Voices podcast today. Now, I have a couple of your pieces of work, pottery, and I also have a a small picture with Lyme Regis glass. I wondered what your favourite kind of work was. What do you really enjoy doing? Hello, Sue. I love doing all sorts of pottery. I started doing pottery when I was aged five in 1971, and I used my mum's kick wheel to learn on. So mum mum had a pottery at home, and it was a hobby for her. And then I went on and did it at school, uh, along with art. And I've just always found it very, very therapeutic. I didn't, I didn't get enough qualifications to go and study ceramics at uh, university. And I, I went into the grain trade, but I was coming home and doing pottery when I got home. It was very relaxing and it was just my way of switching off from the world because the job I was doing was quite, quite stressful at times, especially during the harvest period. And then I... I gave up work when I got married and had the children. And that's when I got back into, even though I had been doing pottery as a hobby all along, but I really sort of threw myself into it, not to escape my children, but just to keep my brain working, I think. So I started off, I worked in stoneware, uh, which is a lovely clay to work in, but it's not that brilliant for teaching in. So I teach in, I use an earthenware clay to teach in because it's smoother on the hands. It's fired to a slightly lower temperature than a stoneware clay, but it's an it's a really easy clay to learn with. After 15 years, my marriage broke down and I'd actually gone through 15 years of domestic abuse. So pottery was my saving grace. It really was. And I was left with the three children on my own. So I decided I needed to teach the very thing that helped me get through everything at home. I started doing some ceramic painting workshop, which I still do, although obviously COVID has put a halt on that. But that's really fun, getting a group of women together over a few bottles of wine and being very artistic. It's great. Or doing children's parties, that's fun. But my heart is in throwing pots and teaching people to throw. 
At the workshop here, I'm on the sh- part, part of the Sherborne Castle estate and in my workshop I have four electric wheels and the good old faithful kick wheel that I very first started on. So people come along and I'm sli- I work slightly differently to, to maybe a college or other places people may go where here I will offer just a one-off taster session for throwing a pot at a very reasonable price of £24 for two hours. And in that session you would come along and learn to throw your pot so we we start off by preparing the clay and then I show you how to throw a pot and you get on and make pot and I absolutely guarantee that everyone can make a pot and in fact the people that come to me that say I'm not artistic at all I, I won't be able to do this they're the people that I love the most because they're my biggest challenge and I love a challenge. So I've taught people who are visually impaired, who have one arm. I teach people with learning difficulties. I love it. And the thing is that everyone can can do pottery. We find ways around things. You know, you can throw with with one arm. You can do it. And and if you're blind, then it's brilliant because it's very sensory. So we, I'm happy to do um, one-off taster sessions and then when people see what they've created, of course, they want to come back for more. To create a pot that you would take away, it's a three-stage process. So first of all, you would throw your pot in your first session. You'll throw many pots. You'll throw between six and eight pots and then they're left to, to dry to a state called leather hard and then you come back and the bottoms are turned so when you see foot rings and things in pot that the process that goes on that's the second stage and once they've been done and you've put your name in the bottom they're left to dry out and then they're fired in the kiln and this brings it to a state called bisque and then it's ready for glazing and I've got I use lots of different types of glaze so people can either come and paint pictures on there they can do it in one color I've got various glazes that have some really spectacular effects people can choose what what they want to do and people can choose what they want to make you know if somebody comes along and says actually I'd really love to make a set of mug then that's what they'll make we'll concentrate on doing that or I want to make a little set of bowl, anything. You know, I'm I'm up for absolutely anything at all. I have um, people who don't use the wheel and they just come and hand build things. And that can be built by doing it with slabs of clay or it can be built using coils. We can make anything you want. Nothing is impossible. It's all made in an earthenware clay and earthenware has to have a glaze over it to become non-porous, whereas stoneware needs no no glaze. And porcelain, well, I wouldn't teach in porcelain. You have to be very competent to try throwing in porcelain because it's a very, very soft, delicate, difficult clay to work with. So that's what I do. And I'm very flexible on times of the day and days of the week, although I have given up working on Sundays now. I work from nine till nine most days. So I and, and if people are worried about coming and want to just come on a one to one for their first session, that is absolutely fine. I try and fit people in as best as possible. Sometimes that's not, you know, it, it's not possible to do and you'll be here with someone else. But I have I have had people in the past who are, are very um, nervous and worried about being here on their own. Not that I'm a monster or anything. It's just that they just don't want other people around. Fear of failure is what they say, you know.
Of course, nothing is a failure. Whatever you make, it's a piece of art and you've put your heart into it. And I should mention that I teach all ages. So you can you can fit on a wheel at about the age of five years old and you're perfectly capable of throwing a pot at five. And I have people up into their 80s coming. They, it is just so therapeutic for all ages. People just switch off when they get here. They get all their worries disappear because they're concentrating so much on making their wonderful pot. I've always wanted to throw a pot, so I might just be booking in for one of your lessons. But I know you've written a book because you very kindly gave me a copy. Tell us about the book and how it came about. I decided to write a book about my life and how pottery had been my saving grace. I grew up in a in a very privileged childhood and by privilege I mean uh, we grew up in a in a big house with a big garden and you know we didn't have loads of money well we're not privileged in that way but but what I had was love and the wonderful place that I spent my childhood and it was very very happy in my late teens my life changed for reasons which you can read about in in the book changed quite dramatically and then when i got married i had the children my first child was killed and i had three other children but a series of pregnancies and i was in a marriage that was very mentally abusive and this had a absolutely hideous effect on myself and uh, my children and I go into depth in the book. I don't actually hold back in there at all because I firmly believe that domestic abuse needs to be shouted about. It's something that is still a bit taboo. It can happen to anyone, absolutely anyone. And I could now probably work for MI5. I can spot people in abusive relationships a mile off. There's so many telltale signs, which I obviously, had I known back then, then I wouldn't have uh, got into the relationship. So pottery got me through that and the whole book, I would never say I'm a, a fantastic writer or anything, is very raw and real and truthful and it ends happily, it ends as I am now and I'm, I love life and you know, I have a very lovely life but it, and it ends on, on a high but it just shows the whole process of how you can get ground down, how you get into an abusive situation and when people say well I don't know why you didn't just leave it really isn't as simple as that so it explains it all I hope very clearly and it, and it shows that there's a way out you know and that there is life after domestic abuse and I had to get it down, it was a it it was a very cathartic process writing it and I just needed people to know that anyone can get out and, and we all know people who are in unhappy marriages you know nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors people have to just have the strength and you do you find the strength to get out and move on you have two choices you either go down a path of despair and doom and gloom or you carry on with life you know i carried on i have children I, I i can't let them down so i carried on and i i did it but you know i'm a private person and i have absolutely laid my life on the line here for the world to see because i want to help other people the book title is quite aptly gone to pot and it's available through my anastylespottery.com website. It's available through Winstone's Books, through uh, the Cross Keys pub are selling it as well. And it's always available on my stall on the markets on a Sunday in Sherbourne. 
I get great pleasure in having people here who've been in abusive situations and they'll come up to the workshop and do pottery and they benefit from it so much. They really, really do. And they always go away laughing. I've got the most terrible sense of humour and uh, in a good way. And we have fun, you know, and they learn. And I have never had, I'm so proud to say, you know, I have never had anyone who didn't enjoy it who'd, or who didn't want to come back. It, it's great. And finally, Anna, tell us where we can buy your pottery. Now, if people want to buy my pottery, it's available in the shop at Sherbourne Castle. It's available at Sculpture by the Lakes in near Dorchester and in Cafe Fontana. They sell pieces. You can commission me. So on my website, anastylespottery.com. You can commission me to do anything you want. And I do the regular Sherborne Market, which is on on the third Sunday of every month. So the Artisan Market, which is absolutely fantastic. And you can find me down by the Cross Keys pub. Thanks very much for joining me today, Anna, on Sherborne Voices podcast. And all the very best for the future. Thank you. Anna Stiles, local potter, courageous survivor of domestic abuse, who has written about her experience as well. And her book is priced at nine ninety nine. 20% of the profits go to charity, 10% to Dorset Mind, and 10% to DATE, which stands for Domestic Abuse Intervention Team. Two very worthy causes. And I was lucky enough to purchase a couple of items at the Sunday market in Sherborne from Anna. I had spotted a very nice jug in Cafe Fontana that I bought a few weeks ago. And I was able to add to that with a jam or a honey pot as well. And you will see those pictured along with a tiny picture of Lime Regis glass that I also bought <laughs> And I took the photo to use for this week's podcast. Now some public information notices. Dorset Council has announced planned work to carry out carriageway maintenance and resurfacing works in Sherborne between the 29th of June and the 5th of July between 7 in the morning and 5 o'clock at night. And there will be temporary road closure on Horsecastles Lane for approximately 800 metres from its junctions with the A30, Yeovil Road and Lenthe Road. There will also be temporary road closure on Ottery Lane for approximately 290 metres from its junction with Horsecastles Lane and Westbury. And clearway and parking suspension will be imposed, as indicated by signs on site, to prevent waiting or parking on the highway along the above roads, i.e. Ottery Lane and Horsecastles Lane. And there will be a temporary speed restriction of 10 miles an hour within the working area, as indicated by signs on the site. Now, it may be that the roads will not be closed for the whole of that time, but you need to assume that they will be and there will be locally signed diversion routes put up to enable traffic to travel around the closed section. If you go to the Dorset Council site, that's dorsetcouncil.gov.uk forward slash travel Dorset, you'll find full information. But basically, temporary road closures 
on Horsecastles Lane and Ottery Lane between 29th of June and the 5th of July. So advance warning there. An item has come in from Sherborne Police about the reopening of Sherborne Minor Injuries Unit at the Yetman Hospital. Now, I'm told that it has reopened, but it's for bookings only. They're only accepting pre-booked appointments and the walk-in service is currently unavailable. If you need to attend the MIU, please call 111 for advice on your condition or injury. If it's appropriate, an appointment will be made at the MIU for you. And for your information, the MIU opening hours are Monday to Friday, 9 in the morning till 6 in the evening, with the last appointment at 5.30. And Saturday, Sunday and bank holidays, it's open from 10 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. We're asked to please respect the current arrangements and staff. And without an appointment, it will not be possible to treat you at that time. So very important, the minor injuries unit is open again, but it's not open for walk-in service, only with pre-booked appointments. Now, another item late in, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that free PPE, personal protection equipment, is available for personal assistants and unpaid carers, and it was until the 30th of June. However, Dorset Council has posted an update to say that people who provide care and support for others in the Dorset Council area can uh, continue to apply or renew their requests for free PPE up until March of next year, 2022. So that's a significant extension, and I hope that people will be able to take advantage of that. The website for more information is news.dorsetcouncil.gov.uk. In my wanderings about town or looking at social media, I've found three job opportunities in Sherborne. One is at the restaurant Tamburino Gold in Digby Road, and they're looking for waiting staff. One is for Oliver's that has various opportunities, including apprenticeships. And the other was the clothing shop Mistral, which is looking for staff for weekends only. There's a little notice in the shop window. The advert I saw for Oliver's was on Twitter and the advert for Tamburino Gold was on Facebook. But you could perhaps pop in and ask for more information. A company that looks after a friend of mine It's looking for care workers to join the staff. This is for independent care at home, care in the community. They have a variety of roles with flexible hours. A driving license is essential and you can get more information by ringing Steve on 01935 817123 or 077726- 67335. So another little job opportunity there. Now some what's on events. One I've just seen. This is from the Windrose Rural Media Trust. They're doing a Dorset Online Archive Film Festival between the 24th and the 30th of June. It's a free online festival with archive films not seen before that will be a part of it. 
Four shows will be available between the 24th and 30th of June, and that's thanks to Dorset Council again. Windrose Rural Media Trust is a charity, and it also works for Somerset and Wiltshire, and it's been collecting archive film and running community projects for the last three and a half years. The films that will be available online are The Coast, Weymouth to Swanage, Blandford to Sturmans to Newton, Wimborne and Buckland Newton to Sherborne. And the last one will include footage of the pageant in 1905 presented by the late Gerald Pittman and various other items. Now, if you go to Windrose Rural Media, all one word, dot org, that will take you to a page which has the titles and more details about the films that will be available. And once they've, they've put them online, you will be able to click on the one that you want and go straight to it. I think that would be rather good. I shall be looking at all of them. On Sunday mornings, between 9.30 and 10.30, there is free community yoga in the park, in Yeovil Country Park, behind the Nine Springs Café. No experience necessary, Park Yoga is a charity providing outdoor yoga sessions for people of all ages, backgrounds and abilities, and families are welcome. These sessions are running on Sundays between the 2nd of May, so they've been going for a bit, and up till the 29th of August. And you can get more information on the website at www.parkyoga.co forward slash yeovil. It's coming Saturday, the 26th of June, between 3 and 6pm, St Andrew's Church in Yetminster is running a church tower tea party. The church tower will be open, so you can climb the 85 steps for spectacular views over the three valleys. There's a treasure hunt and fun for kids, there's live music, and you can find your ancestors with the new churchyard map. PIMS will be available from 5pm. All refreshments will be free. Donations welcome to Yetminster Scouts Appeal for Sherborne Food Bank. Ah, that's nice. And I imagine it would be rather nice on a clear day to uh, climb up the top of the tower and see the views. Saturday night picnics by the lakes are back, says the notice from Sculpture by the Lakes. Every Saturday evening throughout the summer, starting Saturday the 12th of June, there will be their Saturday night picnics. Gates open at 6. Entrance and main course picnic is £22.50. Further details, how to book and to choose your main course, head to cafebythelakes.co.uk forward slash food drink. That sounds like a nice thing to do. The Zebras Sherborne Town Football Club is having an open clubhouse day this coming Saturday the 26th of June from 12pm until late and there's a barbecue 1 till 3. So support your local team by going to their open clubhouse day. A couple of weeks ago I mentioned that Wing Canton was having its town festival market on the 26th of June between 12 and 9pm and there are some more details now. It's in the grounds of the 17th century manor house greening the earth gallery in the centre of Wing Canton. You can take a picnic to have in the walled garden on the lawns. You can take part in woodland crafts, forager walks, 
Books. And the Bearcat Collective is hosting various musical performances and food and drink stalls will be available as well. For more information, you can email Festival at gmail.com or follow on Facebook. Sherborne Abbey Choristers are back in operation at Choral Evensong on Sunday evenings at 6pm from June the 20th to the end of July. And they're going to have an Abbey Choir concert on Saturday the 10th of July. And I reckon you probably need to book early for that one. I don't know if you've ever seen the theatre company Illyria before, but they're coming back to Castle Gardens with three productions, the first being on July the 9th, and it's The Further Adventures of Dr. Doolittle. Then there's Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare on Friday the 30th of July, and the last one is on Wednesday, August the 25th, with Gilbert and Sullivan's HMS Pinafore. I've seen them a couple of times and once at Castle Gardens and it's a fun evening. It really is. It's in the open air. You can take a picnic. Good idea to take blankets, seating and warm clothes for our wonderful British summer weather. And it's laugh a minute stuff with a cast of, I think, only five, if I remember rightly. So the first one on the 9th of July, that's a Friday, is The Further Adventures of Dr. Doolittle. And you can get tickets from Castle Gardens in Sherborne or illyria.co.uk. And the prices of tickets are £15 per adult, twelve fifty for concessions and £5 per child. Now, if you're a bit more active, Communifit's 5K runs are back. This coming Sunday, 27th of June, is the first one. They start at 8.30 in the morning. A bit early for me. Registration starts from 7.45 at the terraces playing fields. And runners or walkers leave at 8.30 in the morning and finish by 10am. There are marshals on the route round town and Oliver's Coffee House will be providing much needed refreshments at the end. I think I'd need them halfway round. You can register online and probably get more information at communifit.co.uk. Last week, I went on a historic walk with Sherborne Walks, led by Julia Morris. I've been meaning to go on one since I moved here. Never quite got round to it, and then, of course, they weren't happening until very recently. Well, there are quite a number of walks planned, general walks around the town of Sherborne on a Monday afternoon and a Friday afternoon as well. Meeting place these days is at the Cross Keys at 2.30. I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it and I learned so much. I knew a little bit about the conduit and the, the fact that it had been in the courtyard of the abbey originally. I knew that the archway by the Sherborne Museum had been where executions had taken place. <gasps> but there was a lot more to it than that. And so much history just walking around the outside of the abbey that I didn't know. And I think everybody says in Sherborne that you need to look up when you're walking around the town to take in the buildings that are there. But there's actually an awful lot more to it. And one of these talks is definitely worthwhile if you want to know a bit about the place. 
Visitors are allowed back into Sherborne Abbey, but their guided tours have not yet restarted. However, as an individual, you can go in and one of the people on duty will be able to tell you a lot about the inside of the abbey. If you go to their website, sherbournewalks.co.uk, you'll get all the information and you'll see that there are quite a, a number of options for doing one of their walks. Finally, Grace Anderson from Sherborne Library has sent us some suggestions for books that you can borrow from Sherborne Library and I'm sure at other libraries through the system that allows you to borrow from other Dorset libraries. Here's Grace. Hello, this is Grace from Sherborne Library and I have some library book recommendations for you today within adult fiction. The first is The Long Call by Anne Cleves. We know that many of our library users rather enjoy crime fiction and fans of TV detective dramas Vera and Shetland will be delighted to know that the first book of author Anne Cleves' New Two Rivers series is another upcoming TV show. The Long Call is set on the beautiful North Devon coast and features the local inspector handling his first major case since returning to the area, which is to investigate the body of a man found on the beach. The book is available from Sherborne Library in standard print and large print, and we can get it for you on CD. Additionally, it appears on our library app Cloud Library as an ebook and on BorrowBox as an e-audiobook. Our next book for you is When I Come Home Again by Caroline Scott. Now, what if you didn't know who you were, but several other people say that they do? All claim to know you well, each one believes you are someone different. Caroline Scott tells the story of a soldier who returns home from World War I, and the novel covers grief, identity and the search for hope. We do have a copy of this one in the library in standard print, and it is also available as an e-book and e-audiobook from Cloud Library and BorrowBox respectively. Finally, we have Diana Gabaldon's Outlander series. The books on which the popular Outlander TV series are based tells the adventures of World War II nurse Claire Randall, who leaves behind her old life when she falls through time in a stone circle in Scotland and she meets Jacobite rebel Jamie Fraser. I should probably try and say all of that in a Scottish accent. Shall I have a go? She falls through time in a stone circle in Scotland and she meets Jacobite rebel Jamie Fraser. Yeah, that's the best I can do. (laughs) The next instalment, Go Tell the Bees That I Am Gone, is due out in the UK this autumn, but Sherborne Library has a couple of the previous eight titles in the series in standard print, and we can definitely order the others in for you. We're also able to order them in CD format, and you can get them on Cloud Library as eBooks as well. Now, if you like the sound of any of these stories, then do pop in and see us. We are on Hound Street, which is just off Cheap Street. But for now, this has been Grace from Sherborne Library for Sherborne Voices Podcast. Thank you. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Grace and her team at Sherborne Library are absolute stars. And all those different versions of the books that Grace has suggested, it's just great. I think we should do everything we can to support Dorset Libraries. And as a Scot, I think Grace did a pretty good Scottish accent. And that in turn reminds me that at the moment I'm listening to a series of police stories set in Edinburgh, a city of which I am very fond. And these are called McLeavy, based on the real character of Inspector James McLeavy, police detective in Victorian Edinburgh. And you can get them on BBC Sounds and I found they're quite addictive. There are 12 series, four episodes in each series of 45 minutes each. 
So if you like crime drama and you like a historical bit and you can cope with Scottish accents, I would highly recommend them. Well, we've covered everything, I think, for today's episode of Sherborne Voices podcast. Thank you for joining me. And thanks to my guests, Anna Stiles, our local potter, and to Grace Anderson from the library for giving us some suggestions for summer reading. I hope you might be able to go to some of the events that we've been able to tell you about. And don't forget about the road closures in Sherborne on Horsecastles Lane and Ottery Lane. Join me, Sue Hill, again next week for more wonderful information and events in Sherbourne and Roundabout. And if you have an event coming up or something else you want to tell us about, do get in touch. You can email me, sue at sherbournevoicespodcast.com and I'll get back in touch with you as soon as possible. Until next week, take care and be nice to each other.